Good to see you in God's house today. Good morning. You all look great. You know, we all get heavier as we get older because there's a lot more information in our heads. So I'm not fat, I'm just really intelligent. My head couldn't hold anymore. So it started falling down, filling up the rest of me. That's my story. I'm sticking with it, all right? <laughs> this is intelligence right here. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is a reaping season. Can somebody say reaping season? And many of you have, have shared your stories with us of, of how God is is pouring out right now in this season of time. I believe in, in when God laid this, this series on our heart in due time, we believe now is the time. And this is a season of reaping. And, and uh, some of you have shared your stories. We heard from uh, Laura Lewis a few weeks ago. Uh, Papa Kirk shared with us some, some stuff that's going on in his life. Uh, Drew and Tracy Cope, are you here? You guys have a story? A quick one. Tell us what God's doing. It's reaping season. Chuck and Tammy Powell, are you here? I need to hear from you. Reaping season. So Tracy and I decided God called us into foster care four or five years ago. We said, great, how are we going to pay the bills? We started a construction business. We've just kind of barely made it the past couple of years. Uh, last year, we served a total of 97 clients. The year before that, a total of 116 clients. In the last four weeks, we've received over 100 phone calls into our business asking for estimates, quotes, proposals. Amen. All right. Uh, so, like a month ago, we decided the, that we're going to move and sell our house and everything. So, uh, we go through the process. The house is on the market. We're not getting anybody biting. And we had it laid on our heart that we wanted to foster. So I told Tammy, I said, let's, let's just start the process, even though we don't have a big enough house to foster yet. Let's start the process. Then the very next day, we got a full price offer on our house. And everything that was in three weeks. So we're actually moving, not this Wednesday, next Wednesday. So, so everything's great. And we got a bigger house. We're going to be fostering. It's great. <laughs> Amen. Somebody else. It's a reaping season. You've been reaping. You're saying, hey, I want to give God praise today. Someone else. I heard Devin and Krista got a house this week. Am I right? Yeah. Things are happening. There's a shift in the atmosphere. There's been a shift in the atmosphere. I want to say thank you to, to Pastor Isaiah, Pastor Landon, as God began to speak through them this, this past month. God's been using them and, 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 and clearly directing what is happening in this time. It's been so good, and uh, we're blessed. We're blessed with those God has placed here in this house. Amen. This is a healing season. God is pouring out his healing, and I don't know what you need, but if you'll receive today, he has healing for you. 
This is a harvest season. It's an expansion season. And I believe it is now. Now is the time. And I understand the whole reaping season. I, I, I've been there. I've, I've been in, in the center of what God is doing. And, and that's the most incredible time in your life. Amen? And, and there are so many stories that are happening right now, so many miracles that are taking place, so many moments where, where God is doing something and, and people around you. But I've also been in the waiting season at times in my life. Oh, none of you have ever been there, I see. There's, there's a a reaping season, and there's a waiting season. And can I just encourage you today, don't give up too soon. Don't ever give up. God is faithful, but His timing isn't our timing. He has perfect timing. Somebody say perfect timing. God has perfect timing. His ways are higher than our ways. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he's working even when we can't see the results right away. Encourage your neighbor right now. Say, he's working. So many times in the scripture it says, at just the right time. Another passage says, in the fullness of time. There's a fullness of time that God has for us. And when that, that bowl gets full, then it starts to spill over. So get ready for what God has for you. As Isaiah was preaching a couple of three weeks ago, I think it was three weeks ago, uh, he was talking about the, the root system. And, and my mind went back to the Chinese mozo bamboo plant. After it's planted, there is no visible growth for up to five years. Somebody say five years. Now, I don't like waiting five years for anything. Can I get an amen? amen. Even, even under ideal conditions, you don't see much happening. And then, as if by magic, it suddenly begins growing at the rate of nearly two and a half feet per day. And it reaches a full height of almost 90 feet within six weeks. You can almost watch it grow. You can see it begin to, to produce and, and shoot up towards the sky. But it's not magic. It, it's not a miracle. Something's been happening underground. Something's been going on that's able to handle the 90 feet. There's a root system, miles and miles of roots that are going down deep in those five years. There's five years of, of getting ready. <coughs> and like any plant, the growth of the Chinese bamboo plant requires nurturing. Water, fertile soil, sunshine. You got to take care of the seed that you've planted. 
even when you can't see any growth. Take care of the seed. Tell your neighbor, take care of the seed. Take care of the seed. And there's a timing. There's a timing that only makes sense when you know the Creator. There's an underground work going on. Root systems are being constructed that can handle the height of what's coming. We were on, on the beach our last day in Florida, and the sea was just churning up a storm that day. And, and what was laying on the bottom of the ocean came rushing to the top and came floating in to the shore. All that debris and seaweed and, and, and stuff that usually stays at the bottom unseen was now coming ashore floating on the top making it difficult, actually, to enjoy the, the water. And, and if, as I, I begin to realize, there, there are things that are buried in all of our lives, things that are deep down, and there's a timing. When the timing is right, in due time, that stuff will come bursting to the top. There are always unseen things that are at work in our lives, and And we have a difficult time seeing the fruit until something shifts. And all of a sudden, the shift takes place and things break out. There's a shift taking place right now and things are breaking out. Things are breaking out. And if you'll get ready, prepare yourself for what God has in store for you, you will receive all that He wants to give. And sometimes we even struggle to to see Jesus in ourselves at times because of the things that keep surfacing in us. We don't like to admit it, do we? Well, I don't like to admit it. Maybe you do. Once in a while, I'm like, where did that come from? Well, it came from deep inside. It was lying dormant until the right circumstances, until something shifted and it came to the top. And I remind you in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, Beloved, now we are children of God. Somebody say now. Now we are children of God. And it has not appeared as yet what we will be, But we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. Remind yourself, now I'm a child of God. Now he's doing a work in me. Now something's happening inside of me. I can't see the fullness of it yet. It's not appeared to me yet what I will be, but I know when I see him, all of a sudden there's a shift going on and something changes and I become like him because I see him just as he is. Stephen Furtick, in his book, Crash the Chatterbox, he says, disappointment is the gap between what I expect and what I experience. And so many times we have such great expectations, and yet our experience hasn't reached that point yet, and there's this gap, and we're disappointed. And we're wondering, what's going on? And the chatterbox in your head looks for ways to exploit your disappointment by filling that gap with doubts about the goodness of God. 
God wouldn't let you go through this if he loved you. This wouldn't be happening if you had more faith. If it were possible for things to change, they'd have changed by now. Go ahead and give up. God doesn't care, and he's not listening, nor is he working. And that chatterbox just keeps talking to us. And he says, don't let what you expected keep you from what God wants you to experience. Because God has something for you. But the enemy wants to get you distracted and off course. God is working in the silence. And he's doing a deep root work in you. I remind you that Moses first saw God in a burning bush. God appeared in light. And then God led Moses into the desert where he revealed himself in a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night. It was a mix of light and darkness. And finally, God led Moses into the thick darkness of Mount Sinai where God spoke to him face to face. The darkness, the silence can be your friend when you find God there. When God spoke to Elijah, he spoke in the silence, in a still, small voice. There's all kinds of things going on, but God's voice was quiet. And I encourage you to let the silence remind you that God's doing a deep work in you, and your season's coming. Even in the silence, even in the darkness, even when it seems like nothing's going on, God is working. And your season's coming. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. Paul writes to the church at Corinth and he says, Therefore we do not lose heart. But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And it's easy to get discouraged and complacent and grumbly when you can't see what's going on. And you don't see the fruit of what God has promised you because it's in due time that God works, in his timing, in his way, in his process. We've got to be grateful for what God is doing underground even during our difficult seasons. Amen? Gratitude is thanking God in advance for what will only make sense later. I go ahead and thank him, though I, I, I don't understand. It doesn't make sense right now, but I go ahead and thank him for what he's doing even though I don't see the results. Discouragement is inevitable, but misery doesn't have to be. See, if you're going to have a testimony, you got to go through a test. Right? 
But in the midst of the test, don't get stuck in the monies. And sometimes that's where we get stuck. Oh, this is so hard. I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever see anything happen. And it's easy to stay there. It's easy to get that mindset and, and get stuck. And God says, look, hang on. I'm working. I'm working all things together for your good. I'm doing a deep work. I'm doing a silent work. I'm doing a root work in you. I'm putting something deep down inside that, that nothing can blow you over when you finally get the fruit, when you finally got the growth. When everybody looks and says, wow, look at that. It ain't going to tumble over when the winds blow because it's got a solid foundation. The roots are deep and nothing can shake it. Hallelujah. Looks like nothing's happening, but go ahead and praise God for what he's doing underground. You see, this is a key that unlocks the gate into the Lord's presence, brings his blessings. I remind you what Psalm 100 says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God and you're not. Oh, sorry, that wasn't in there, was it? <laughs> Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. There's a key right there. There's a way to get into his presence. It's with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good. You've got to establish that in your life. The Lord is good. He has my best interests at heart. He knows exactly what's going on. His unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness continues to each and every generation. He's a faithful God. And he's working even though I can't see it at times. If I could see everything that's going on, I think I'd go crazy. But because I can't, it's okay. Because I know a God who sees it all. I know a God who's in charge of it all. I know a God who is still on the throne no matter what it looks like on the surface. He's still on the throne. He's still ruling and reigning. And he's still in charge. He is God and there is none like him, none beside him. An elephant and a dog became pregnant at the same time. Three months down the line, the dog gave birth to six puppies. Six months later, the dog was pregnant again, and nine months later, it had given birth to a dozen puppies. The pattern continued, and on the 18th month, the dog approached the elephant, questioning, are you sure that you're pregnant? We became pregnant on the same day, and I've given birth three times to a dozen puppies, and they're now grown to become big dogs, and yet you say you are still pregnant. What's going on? The elephant looked at the dog and said, hey, there's something I want you to understand. What I'm carrying is not a puppy. It's an elephant. And I only give birth to one in two years. But when my baby hits the ground, the earth feels it. 
When my baby crosses the road, human beings stop and watch in admiration. What I carry will draw attention. So what I'm carrying is mighty and great. And some of us are in the place where we're disappointed because we don't see what God has placed in us come to fruit yet. And we're wondering, where's, where's the baby? Where is that promise God gave to me? What's the holdup? Can I tell you God's got something planted inside of you that the earth is going to look and say, what in the world was that? There's something inside of you that's greater than a puppy. There's something inside of you that the world is going to stop and admire and say, whoa, that is what we've been waiting for. Don't get discouraged when you don't see quick fruit. Don't get discouraged when your plans and dreams don't happen immediately. God's doing something in, in, in many of us that is so great. And our time is coming. When it hits the surface of the earth, people are going to yield in admiration. Don't get discouraged. Don't get upset. Don't get worried. Just keep watering. Keep giving the sunshine. Keep peeling back stuff that's blocking the way. Come on. Keep letting God do his work. It's a deep work. 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Another translation says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. The timing is in God's hands. The timing's in God's hands. Galatians 6, 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And some of us don't read to the end of that scripture. And we give up. We throw in the towel. We say, it's not worth it. I'm not going to ever see anything. Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. I just want to encourage you today. In due time, God has your answer. God has your, your harvest. Psalm 145, 15 says, The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due time. So how do I handle this waiting time, this, this waiting period? How, how do I make sense of it all? Peter Scazzaro writes, We live in a blizzard, and few of us have a rope. In his book, A Hidden Wholeness, Parker Palmer relates a story about farmers in the Midwest who would prepare for blizzards by tying a rope from the back door of their house to the barn as a guide to ensure that they could return home safely. These blizzards came quickly and fiercely were highly dangerous, and when their full force was blowing, a farmer couldn't see the end of his or her hand. And many of them froze to death in those blizzards, disoriented by their inability to see. They wandered in circles, lost sometimes in their own backyards. 
And if they lost their grip on the rope, it became impossible for them to find their way home. Some froze within feet of their own front door, never realizing how close they were to safety. You need a rope. We all need a rope. Something to hang on to to know that when the blizzard hits, and the blizzard's going to come. The blizzard's going to come. I know it's going to be 90 degrees today, but there's going to be a blizzard at times. (laughs) Jesus says storms will come. Storm blew, everything in one house crashed, the other house just stood there like, dude, this is what I was built for. Because of the foundation, let me tell you, the the word of God, spending time with the family of God, reminding yourself of who you are, and spending time daily in the Lord's presence in prayer is your rope. Okay? It's, it's a three-stranded cord that's not easily broken. The Word of God, time with the family of God, and prayer. That's your rope. Tie a rope. Grab onto the rope and don't let go because that will take you safely home in the midst of the storm. And that rope is the first thing the enemy wants you to run away from. You don't have time to read the Bible today. Just, you got too much going on. Talk to God, really? He's not listening. Has he talked back to you lately? Don't go to that church. Those people don't even like you. They look at you funny when you walk in. And he'll just keep tossing little things at you, saying, give up, let go of the rope. Don't worry, you'll make it somehow. But you need to hang on to that rope tight because the enemy wants you to be destroyed. He wants you to die feet away from your front door. I, uh, I heard a, a survey recently that, that showed that many people believe the primary emotion God feels toward them is disappointment. That's what they feel. God has disappointed in me. And, and so they stay away from him. Listen, grab the rope. Hold on. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. You need the word of God because it gives you hope and encouragement. As you wait patiently... 
We've been saying this is the reaping season. Some of you, you're saying, yes, this is my season. This is my time. I believe this is our time for this church. This is the moment that God has prepared us for. But some of you aren't in that season right now. You're saying, yeah, but what about me? What about my deal? What, what about what's going on in my life? God says, hang on. Hang out of the rope. Your season's coming. Wait patiently. I never, never give up on the seed that you've planted. God is working. He's building a root system. Mm. God blesses you who are hungry now, Luke says, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. It's coming a day where you're going to laugh. You look back and go, oh, man, wow. Can't believe we made it through that. And the joy and the laughter is going to flow out of your life. Psalm 126, one of my favorite verses, passages of Scripture. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap. Somebody say, shall reap. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seed, shall indeed come again. The shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with them, bringing the harvest with them. It's coming a day when you're going to go, everything I went through was worth it. Because I got my harvest. I'm here to tell you it's harvest time. It's harvest time. It's time to receive all God has for you. It's time to reach out and claim it. Say, God, I know you promise. I'm not giving up on your promise. We spent, Christy and I spent Memorial Day in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, uh, Fort Thongerdale. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Fort Lickerdale. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, Fort Lauderdale. That's what it was. <laughs> one of the, uh, the T-shirts on one of the waiters in one of our restaurants said, forecast for today, alcohol, low standards, poor decisions. And it kind of summed up the whole atmosphere as I looked around on the beach and and um, the, the thought crossed my mind most of these people don't have any mirrors <laughs> or mothers Or maybe they've left home and the mom doesn't have anything to say anymore, but it was an atmosphere that, that was pretty much disgusting. And 
And I thought I was going to pull my hair out if I had to hear it one more time. I'm in love with your body. I mean, talk, talk about a theology that is so off. I mean, if, you, if, if, if all you love about me is my body, we just celebrated 36 years of marriage together this week. And if it's about my body, we're in trouble. Because that, that fades quick, I'm telling you. I actually looked up the lyrics to that song. It's one of the most disgusting songs I've, I've heard in a while. Um, I think they should change that chorus to I'm in lust with your body. Anyway, sorry, I just got sidetracked. Um, and... And Christy and I, you know, we're, we're in this, this uh, atmosphere. Is that me or? Got a little drumming going on here. And, and uh, and it, it just, there's just a heaviness. Because normally we, we spend like Memorial Day just with family and stuff, listening to godly music and, and uh, hanging out with godly people. and It's a great atmosphere. And yet it was as if God took us out of our comfort zone and placed us in that setting so we could see how lost our world is. And how empty. And trying to fill a void that only God can fill. And they they think they can do it through alcohol, through sex, through any number of things. And and it's like God said, this is why you're here. To be light in the midst of darkness. This is why you're here to throw a lifeline to someone who's drowning, someone who's woken up and said, hey, I can't take this anymore. This isn't fulfilling me. This is worse than I thought it was going to be. And, and here I am. I'm, I'm drowning right now. We came back with a, a new passion and a new burning in our spirit to reach those in this area who are lost and searching. In due time, 2 Corinthians 9 or 6 verse 2 says, For God says, at just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today's the day of salvation. Right now. And I read this, this uh, line by Stephen Furtick it, uh, while I was on vacation. It said, if you haven't had a head-on collision with the devil lately, it may be because you're running in the same direction. And, and some of us are sitting here, we're going like, yeah, well, I, that's no big deal. And all of a sudden, you've had this head-on collision with God because you've been running in a different direction than God's running. And if... 
If you'll just take a moment, bow your heads, close your eyes just for a second. I, I want to give you an opportunity today to begin a relationship with God who's not disappointed in you. God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son so that you don't have to, you don't have to perish. You can have everlasting life. And God is here today to, to bring you out and to fill you up with that which only he can do. He'll fill that emptiness, that void inside of you. And he will give you brand new life, life abundantly, life to the fullest. If you're in that situation today, you want that kind of life today. You want to start a relationship with Jesus Christ. I want you just to raise your hand up high. We're going to pray together. And God's going to give that to you today. He's going to do something supernatural in your life today. Yes, yes. Someone else. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? I, I want to start that relationship with Jesus today that will change everything. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, we're going to pray together. In fact, why don't we just stand to our feet? Everybody's standing. If you raised your hand or if even if you didn't and you'd like to pray this prayer today, God's going to do something in you supernatural. This is no magic. This is just starting a conversation with God that changes everything. And the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll become a child of God. So pray this prayer with me out loud with your mouth. Dear Lord Jesus, I come before you right now and I thank you that you love me and you gave yourself for me. You died so I can live, so I can have brand new life. And I receive that life today. Life in Jesus Christ. Thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for wiping out my past. Thank you for giving me a brand new start. I declare today that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. I declare Jesus is my Lord. And I love you, Lord. And I thank you that this relationship is going to take me to heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just lift our hands and thank him today. He's an awesome God. You're an awesome God. Yes, you are. No, there's none like you, Lord. Awesome, almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for lives that have been changed today. I thank you for hearts that have been set new. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. You've started a work, and your, your word declares that what you start, you finish. And I declare that over these today who have given themselves to you. Finish the work that you've started. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, for your glory and their benefit. Amen. Amen. If you gave your heart to Jesus today, we have some, some information for you. We've got a Bible for you. Because, look, you need the Word of God. It's a rope. You need to find a church. Okay? 
a body of believers that you can hang out with, part of the rope, and you need to talk to God. Prayer. It's, it's a relationship. You just start talking. He talks to you through his word. It's a three-stranded rope that can't easily be broken. Amen? Amen. Father, I pray for your people today as we walk from this place. Open our eyes to see somebody who needs a touch from you and touch them through us, Lord. May we be Jesus with skin on to somebody else today. We love you, Lord. I pray favor and blessing on these who have come here today. Lord, that you would strengthen them. And Lord, that this week they would begin to see the fruit of the seed which you've planted in them. For in due time, we will reap if we don't give up. For in due time, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Lord, we're not going to give up because what you planted inside of us is greater than a puppy. Hallelujah. What you planted inside of us, Lord, is going to come to fruition. What you planted inside of us, Lord, is going to come to fullness in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for this reaping season. Thank you for the harvest. It's plentiful. Give us more laborers, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.